Welcome to What's the Word. Like I said, go ahead and share, subscribe, and uh, my brother Aaron on, on with us today. Happy to have you here. Uh, what is, tell them, just tell them what's been going on with you, what the Lord's been putting on your heart and kind of what you're up to. I know you, you've you been close to us recently, but just, just what's going on briefly, a minute, what's been going on in your life? we got a lot going on. Just retired from the military uh, two and a half, or year and a half ago. I'm in school right now, an upper level graduate program that's kind of all consuming. But while I'm in that program, there's still this direct call uh, on the Lord, pull on my heart to preach the gospel, to be uh, part of the gospel, play in God's kingdom, do Jesus business. And it's unique because I'm, I understand that, but I'm having a study right now. But nonetheless, I'm still active in church, still participating. God's still delivering things. God gave me a word this morning as soon as I woke up. He says, um, the provision is in, there's provision in the storehouse. There's provision in the storehouse. And that word just has so much weight to it. And all day long, provision's just been happening with me, my family, <laughs> with others. It's, yeah. God's doing awesome things. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think that one of the, probably the best way for this to go today, and I know you have, we're, we're going to be done like 1255-ish. And, um, <laughs> but um, I think that probably the best way for this to go today is for you and I just to talk and let them be onlookers. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because <laughs> that's, uh, so we're always, if you don't, if you don't know this, um, we have these God conversations all the time, you know, mixed yes. in with a little bit of just brotherly humor and, uh, <laughs> or maybe a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, we can, we talk each other's language. Of course, we grew up in the same house and there's things that we just see and understand without even telling each other what we're up to. And um, a lot of times, a lot of times when people get around, they're like, oh my gosh, it, it's like, you're know, talking about me. It's like pastor's twin. Like they could do the same thing one day we were sitting at the house and both of us were sitting there the same way, both like this and the exact same pose, the exact same everything. And, and like, I think Nicole took a picture of it. <laughs> Nature and nurture. But, yeah. But the, it's interesting because a lot of our childhood and a lot of our adult life, we weren't around each other all right. the time. Yep. There's six years difference. That's what I was telling Buddy. There's six years difference, but the atmosphere, some of the stuff that was innate and you know, just we were born with. Yep. Um, but then the atmosphere between mom and dad and the call of God is yes. very similar in that way. And uh, we have different paths we're called to run, but they're very similar. And many times yeah. you'll be you'll be going through something. I'll be like, I know what you're talking about. I'll I'll be going through something you know and understand and can yeah. see that. And many times we're sitting there talking about a culture and how culture is so different than what it needs to be. And it's time to get real. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. time to get real. And um, so. There's definitely coming. To, uh, am I right? No, you're good. You're There's good. definitely coming a time here in the near future that people are going to be hungry for the things that we want celebrated. Yeah. Want some of those things are manliness, godliness, righteousness. I mean, I'm from a man's perspective. Obviously, there's womanliness too. Yeah. But from from my perspective, the things that we have kind of seen placed back in the corner and just have lied dormant because of social pressures and social garbage and and even dare I say, before the Lord, the church has accepted and embraced the social standards that are pitiful and gross yeah. and disgusting yeah. and embrace those trying to be cool or relevant 
but that has nothing to do with the remnant. But there's time coming now, like you're going to start yeah. seeing it, uh, where real authentic people are standing up. And you know what? They might actually say a cuss word, and still they might lay hands on someone and see them raised from the dead or see them healed or yeah. something like that. They might have a, a glass of wine, and it's not going to, but you know what? They've got power inside of them. They've got anointing. They've got gifting, and they're just letting it all go out. But they're not married to a religious concept. They're married to the Bible. They're in the Word, and they've got yeah. content after content after delivery. Yeah. You're going to start seeing this. Yeah. Well, and, you know, obviously we got to walk in holiness, but the issue is sometimes we've turned legalism into that. I'm not saying that you go out there and sin. That's where the Bible says God forbid. Right, be holy. But the issue is if you have people that are rising up to that place yes. and they are and they're don't have all that stuff cleaned up, doesn't mean that God can't use them. God's still going to be working to make them look and act and walk in the holiness that yes, Christ has. Yes, if, if they're not walking in holiness, they're not walking in Christ. Right, but, right. and he says they're anointed, like in Hebrews 1, 8, 9, he says he, he loved righteousness, hated sin, yes. and was anointed with the oil of joy. Yeah. So without, without going after that, but I think part of the church, you know, when the church saw John the Baptist and when they saw Jesus, they saw somebody doing it different, and it wasn't according to all of the legalist yes. structure that not God set up, but man set up, right. that man set up. Yep. And he, they weren't doing it that way, and they wanted to kill him. And, but the issue was the solutions were with those men, right? Yeah. The solutions, the That's real right. move of God was with them. And so you'll have people, I, I think about like Todd White, you know, Todd White was just a guy that got right. delivered and all of a sudden he, he just says, Lord, you're this good. I got to go after you. He, I really don't believe he was after like a worldwide ministry. Right. He just wanted to love on Jesus. Falling in love yeah. with Jesus. And did yeah. he have it right the whole time? I'm sure he didn't have it right. But he just kept going. Yeah, he just good, kept good. going. Did he make mistakes? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I have too. I have. Who hadn't? Yeah, right. And that's uh, you know, we I shared it on Sunday. Was I? I had a moment where I was, you know, just I didn't know this, but I was in fear. I, you know, I'd always been told that you had to be perfect to be in the pulpit, and I and I had followed that like it was gospel. But then the Lord said. He said, you're scared of the response. I was having trouble. I was up and down. Good. I was up and down. He said, you're scared of the responsibility of ministry. And of course, you know, the Lord put his finger right on my issue. I dealt with a lot of fear and I was like, scared of what? And then he said that. And uh, I went, I went <laughs> oh my gosh. Language. Like, uh, yeah. And Don't I tell her right, brother, they're scared of something. Oh yeah, I know. Face that. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got to get rid of that. So yeah. then... Um, so he puts his finger right there on. I went, oh my goodness. And then he said this. He said, if you had to be perfect to be in the pulpit, he said, who would preach? Yeah. yeah. And I went, good. Well, doggone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that kind of blew that I, out of the I water. I love this topic because yeah. you can look at this both ways. It has to be viewed from the lens of Christ through the lens of love. Yeah. But uh, recently I'm in a group and the guy posed a question. He's like, what is your quote unquote definition of uh, legalism, and I thought about it, and I was like, I don't know. There's not a biblical definition. I don't even think the term legalism is in the Bible. I know that Jesus talks about it. if your righteousness doesn't yeah. exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, your religion is worthless. But what I do find is holiness is in the Bible, righteousness is in the yeah. Bible, yeah. all these things. And these preachers of righteousness, you're going to start seeing these come up. It's like, 
I don't need another polka dot fairy. I don't need another donut. What did you say this morning? <laughs> if you're, if donuts and, and coffee are what bring you to church, then you know somebody's it, missing yeah, it. Yeah, it's going right. To, it needs to be the power and the anointing yeah. and the authority. But what you're going to see is you're going to see righteousness preachers, Pe- people that have getting that are getting yes. back to the roots yeah. of Christianity and yeah. righteousness and holiness and and. Yeah, are they going to fit in your box? Absolutely not. Yeah. Anybody that's walking with the Lord is never going to fit in your box. That's the bottom line. They're not going to fit in your box. But Because God fruit. doesn't fit in our box. There's not a that's box right. that he fits exactly. into. So if they're walking in godliness, it's not going to work. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah, man. It And it's going to change your dynamic. And we as believers, we can't put old wine into new wineskin. Let Jesus flow. Let Jesus yeah. work. In today's yeah. time, Jesus is working. He is yeah. coming through and People are seeing miracles again. People are seeing deliverance again. People are seeing things and watching things. But it doesn't look like 2.5 kids and a picket fence. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It looks different. Well, and and let me add this because I think this is important. You you said earlier you might have a guy that starts walking in miracles, but he still has a cuss word in him or whatever. Yeah. The issue is we're not we're not like you just said. We got to go after righteousness because without without a continued pace of righteousness then you're going, you know, you may have a gifting that opens the the door for you into a room yeah, of right. honor, but your character and your holiness yes. is what keeps you there. So a lot of people, they they are very gifted and they will step into a place, but they can't stay there because their holiness Good. and their character their will not uphold. Yeah, and, and you'll see people fall because of that. So the issue is that we can't get to the place we can't get to the place where we see somebody that God is dealing with. If you would have seen my life when the Lord was calling me to preach, <laughs> you would never, if you were judging by how holy I was, you would have never followed me. Right. Because I'd go after the Lord for six months. The next six months, I'd be partying, drinking, smoking cigarettes, playing cards all night, leaving my wife at home, you know. And the reason was because I was scared of the responsibility of ministry. Yeah, yeah. And I was struggling with it. And finally, when the Lord said that, yeah. when he told me that, I realized, oh, this fear has been eating my lunch. Yeah. And, and, he, and then he said something to me. He said, he said, do you realize that I knew you were going to do all of this up and down stuff in, a, in and out Grace. again, in and out again? And he said, I knew you were going to do all of that, and I still called you. And I went, oh, my goodness, Lord, I thought I knew your mercy. And that's just it. You may be going through some stuff. You may be seeing some stuff in your own life. God saw all of that, and he still loved you and poured, and poured out his love so that you could receive it. And here's what, here's what I want to add on that is you may have some people that are working that stuff out, and you see, and they, and they, they sidestep holiness. You know, they, they trip over some sin or something in their life. Don't crucify them. When they're on the path, you know, don't, don't let's give them some mercy, you know? And, uh, one of that really helped me when the Lord, he said it to me in a different way, but then later on, I found it in scripture. He gave me a principle just while I was praying with them. Uh, and I found it in scripture though, in Romans, I think it's eight 13. And it says they are, they are putting to death the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. Good. In other words, if someone is in action and they are making progress and they are making steps, putting to death the deeds of the flesh, that doesn't mean all of them are put to death yet. They're in the, they're in the active process of putting that, 
those deeds down yeah. and moving forward. I love it. That's the person that's okay. And that's what he's yes. saying. He's okay. Yes. They're, they're moving forward. Now, if that person stalls right. or, or they decide, I'm not even going to go after God right now, yes. then that person you, you can have some talks with and things like that. They don't need to be put in ministry. They don't right, need, right. But Just take a step back or something. Yeah, you need, to, you need to see they're putting to death the deeds of the flesh. And, by, and when we're helping oversee people's lives or we have people that are, we have people that are in our lives that we're like legalistically judging, yep. we need to watch, are they moving towards right. the Lord or not? Yep. That'll really help us to have the mercy that we need to because God will take a Peter. I, like, I just feel like Peter probably cussed half of those three and a half years. <laughs> like I just... About, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry. Lord. I don't know that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, you see that when he's like, "Get away from me, for I'm an evil man." He he is convicted about yes. his own sin in that boat. But he you knew know? it. You know? But he knew it, and he said it. He's working on. It. He's put in death. He denied the Lord three times. Right. Most people would kick him out of the church forever over well, that. I think that's one of the areas that I was a uh, served as a leader at a church, and one of the times when someone would come up with a confession or someone would come up with a sin, and they would be addressed, there is a community inside the church that will want yeah. to blast them. Yeah. It's like, that does so much damage. Just because you're not a leader at the church doesn't mean a person that's very young in the faith or a person that is not in the faith or whatever in their maturity, they see a church member as an elder. They see a church member as a deacon. They don't see a church member as some random person walking in the church. Right. And if they quickly blast them for whatever sin they're into or whatever they got into or whatever, that person will be put off. On the contrary, on the contrary, in those moments where said person, elder, leader, deacon, or regular church member yeah. are embracing, be like, okay. You did that. Congratulations. That's what sanctification is for. That's what yeah. you're, the process of you becoming holy. This is not the person to hold to, to beat up on. Obviously, the Lord is uh, convicting them. They're at a yeah. place where it's coming out of them, whether somebody's been fasting They're telling for them. you. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's coming out. Yeah. Their confession. That's a time to embrace. The sick are the ones that need the gospel. And now here's the deal. Those people that get healed, whether they confess pornography, they confess whatever yep. it is, time after time after time yep. after time, I've seen especially in different small groups, men's groups, whatever, those people make the best believers. Yeah. Those people yeah. make the, the the guy that's the uh, you know lifelong alcoholic's like, I've got to get rid of alcohol. When you do that and you embrace him and you yeah. pray for him and you don't blast him and smear him, but you do your due diligence as yes, a believer, yeah. as a part of the body, and pray for him and embrace him and text him and check on him. And that guy turns, and he be they become the best Oh, believers. they'll blow people out of the water. That, Like, to me, that's the, like the foxhole, you know, the foxhole mentality or the foxhole theory where those two guys that were in the foxhole together and went through something and survived, first of all, they're lifelong friends, yep. and they will always have each other's back. But they also, there's a camaraderie there and there's a brotherhood there that they will rely on, and they will come out stronger than they've ever been before because they know they have each other's back. That's they've right. been through stuff like the two bullies on the you know on the playground. You know they're eyeing each other down. They're like mad. They're just waiting to fight. Then they fight. They get they went now through something. Now they're friends. You <laughs> yeah. know now they're friends. And there is some science behind that too. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> and so then you have 
okay, I'm going through something. I used to be the alcoholic. Right, right. But Jesus was in the foxhole with me. Yes, he's been And I've come much. through, and he will help me. He, will, he yes. will bring me through this, and he will come through this too. And so those guys will stand up in faith yeah. when other people will falter because they went yeah. through and saw That's that good. thing. Yeah. And uh, so I know, you know, this is a type of reality of God's power and anointing that we need in the earth. Yes, and I, I just want, and y'all have to tell me if there's comments I need to address, but um, one of the things that you'll see is that um, we need this anointing. I, I just want to tell y'all, so it's probably about to get live in here over the next little bit because I just got a sense on it, and this is going to be fun. Uh, but <laughs> but this is where we, I <laughs> yeah, we need his anointing yes, and his power we don't need whiny and sniveling legalism over everything. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get his power in our lives yeah. and stop playing around with it. Yeah. And, I mean, we were talking about situations on the way driving here today and just how we need the anointing in our lives. And that means we got to go after God and we got to grab a hold of it. Stop making excuses for it. Yeah. I'm on the run. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's provision in the storehouse. There's provision yeah. in the storehouse. Going after God. Go to church. Be at church. Not only is there immediate power, there's immediate breakthrough, there's immediate yeah. anointing, but simultaneously the consistent presence in church is there, and it offers that power. It offers that anointing. It yeah. offers that breakthrough. And you find people, not the, the leadership, not the deacons. Of course, that's expected. That's But... The people that are sitting on the back row and they start getting anointed. One of my favorite quotes of the year, I told you yeah. about it by uh, uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He said, I hope you get around someone anointed. Yeah. And he was saying that because this guy was looking for a healing. You can go to every counselor. You can go to every Christian this yeah. or that. And you can memorize the book of James or whatever it is you're doing. But sometimes you need someone anointed to be around yeah. you. And they can pull things out, whether it's an image, a vision, a word, a power. Whatever it is, sometimes you need a word of knowledge. Sometimes yeah. you need some encouragement. Sometimes you need someone that knows how to pray and get around some yes. people that can lay hands yeah. on people and watch a deliverance happen, whether it's physical, emotional, here. I'm in the medical field. I see all the time people want to be, people that are sick, a lot of them want to be sick. Right. They, their desire, their mentality is married to, addicted to being sick. You get around someone anointed, they start poking on that thing. Yeah. They start yeah. poking on that thing, and you're like, well, you, you, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I'll leave that yeah. one alone. But yeah, well, the like, anointing sees it clearly. Like, that's not supposed to be here. Right. Like, you can be free of that. You have accepted yeah. that, embraced that little thing, whatever it is, that little piece of evil right there, or yeah. whatever it is. You've embraced it. You've made it yours. Identity. You've, you've married it. Yeah. You've kissed it, cuddled it, cuddled it up like a baby, put it in a thing, yeah. welcomed it in your house. It's like, man, get that thing yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. What's that doing in here? You right. Know? Yeah. And the anointing will deal with that. It's like, why is this, like, wh why are we talking about? Why is that hanging around? Yeah. You know, what, what's the, like, that shouldn't be here, you know? And that's what the anointing will do. And that's why it was, you see that as well. When Jesus talked, they're like, this guy speaks with so much authority, oh, you know? Yeah. And uh, which reminds me of Acts 4, 13, where they were talking about, here's these disciples, you know, these disciples were rough around the edges, yeah. but they were carrying a boldness and a confidence and an anointing. Yeah. You know, I don't have this today on me, but what I have, I yeah. got something for yeah. you, rise up and walk. And yeah. then in Acts 4, they're like, 
They knew these were uneducated men, but they had been with Jesus. That's right. Been there was something real in them. There was something genuine. And it's the anointing doesn't play with devilish things. That's right. You know, the anointing doesn't play with these these small, you know, it's the small foxes that right. ruin the vine. The anointing says, no, that we're dealing with that. We're dealing with this. Yeah. And, and that's what he was saying in that quote. I hope you get around somebody anointed because somebody anointed will recognize, will deal with it, will pull you to deal with it yeah. as well. Like, come on, let's deal you with this together. Are you going to get away from them? Yeah, you, you're not going <laughs> to like hanging around, you know. Yeah. And that's, I just told you the story this morning about the anointing in a godly way. The anointing is polarizing. The anointing is polarizing, and that's where Jesus said, he said, and understand, Jesus brings peace to the ones that are saved, but he, in terms of the world, yep. he was saying, don't think I, basically, I'll, in context of what he's saying, he said this, don't think I came to bring peace to the world or right. to sin, Yep. Right. I, I, I'm not going to make your sin right. I'm not going to make your sin right. Yeah. And and don't think that I'm, basically, I'm paraphrasing, don't think that I'm not going to be polarizing. Right. Fathers are going to hate sons. Brothers are going to hate sisters. Yes. All of this. In other words, when you believe me, yep. it's going to separate you from people that don't believe in yes. me. Yes. It's going to cause. Especially in yeah, the, yeah. the world of religion. Yeah, especially there, because that religion is a murderer. So it's one of those things that can't stand, you know, yeah. that spirit of religion. has embraced cultural yeah. revelance and it simultaneously has taken in these larger sins like homosexuality. Yes, yeah. homosexuality is a sin according to Scripture. But mainstream or big time, some uh, and some denominations have accepted that, embraced that. It's like it's a sin. Yes. Do we love the person? Yes, absolutely. You without love the question. Person. Everybody repents. I repent. Yeah. We all repent. But you can't embrace that as a culture for social revelance in order to keep up with the culture. No, yeah. Jesus was like, they hated him. Yes, they yeah. hated him. One of my uh, he turned into a very good friend. He's a pastor. He's also a um, a school superintendent. And I was asking him several questions, and one of the things that he said, listen, when you're a preacher of righteousness, when you see <laughs> truth, it's lonely. Yeah. You're going to be very lonely. And how that is so true. Yeah. When you draw a line, and nowadays you don't even have to, like, be bogus. You can be like, don't tell a lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Back, take a back seat, slow down, you know. <laughs> I did this little test on Facebook a little bit. Can you say Facebook right here? Sure, yeah. I, I did this little test on Facebook, and I said, which is uh, worse, to tell a lie or throw trash in the street? You know, 90% of the people were like, throw trash in the street. That's worse than telling a lie. Telling a lie has just become oh my so gosh. embraces our culture. Like, this is, that's what I'm saying, preachers of righteousness are coming. You, yeah. Mark my words, yeah. preachers of righteousness yeah. and manly men are coming back. People want content. You look at yeah. Joe Rogan right now. People love Joe Rogan. Yeah. They absolutely yeah. love him. I don't even know what he's saying. I just know he represents a manly man. That's People right. are hungry for that now. They yeah. want to see content. They don't need anybody. These, Like I said earlier, the little polka dot fairies that are scared at every point. Yeah. Can't yeah. make a stand for righteousness. Can't do a stand for anything. You just follow the Bible just a little bit right now, even like maybe the Ten Commandments. And you're like, you're going to mark yourself. You're going to shine as like bright, bright, yeah. uh, bright lights in the corner. Yeah. I, well, I remember when they started taking down the Ten Commandments, like the statues and the different you know, monuments and everything. I'm like, what in the world's wrong with those? Those are moral things. Like 
Those are moral things. You know, okay, the author is God, but regardless of who the author is, that's morality. Right. Like, what is wrong with morality? You know, what, what's wrong? Hearts. Yeah, it's like, that doesn't even make good sense. But, you know, common sense and logic has been thrown out the window right now. Yeah. And the Bible predicted it. He said, you yes. know, good will be bad and wrong will be right. And, Correct. you know, he, show, he said, it's going to be like this. Well, we're stepping into it now. But what you're going to see, and we, we mentioned this this morning, is people are going to be looking for something genuine. Yeah. And, and, and so... Just with this in mind, think about this. So people are going to be looking for something genuine, and they're going to be looking for something real, and they're looking for that now. Now, the issue is when they find the real, it's going to cross their comfort zone yeah. because the real is God, and the genuine article is the Lord, and he's so big and so powerful. He's outside of what we know. He's outside of what we've been made comfortable with. And so when he comes in and presents himself, in order to walk with him, you're going to have to step over your comfort zone. You're right. going to have to step into that uncomfortable place yeah. with your flesh. So people are going to stop and pause and have to make a decision at that yeah. line, and some are going to choose to go, and some are going to say, no, I want my fleshly ways. But now let's break this down. The issue is... Are, are people that choose God going to be challenged? Absolutely. They're already being challenged today more than ever before, and that will just increase. The issue is we have to get to a place where we're either okay with that or we decide, no, I'm going to grow cold. I'm either going to grow hot by getting closer to the Lord or I'm going to grow cold by staying away and going the other direction. We have to make that decision. And so what's setting up right now is, that you're going to, the people that decide right now, and the Holy Spirit's drawing us. Yep. You know, it's a prophetic thing that's happening. I'm, I'm speaking prophetically in this moment is the Holy Spirit is drawing people, quickening people to a moment where he says, I will, I will help you be Christ on this earth. I will help you be Christ-like on this earth, walk in his anointing, walk in his power, and and here's the thing is, you can read it in the scriptures, although let me, let me define it very clearly. You're going to be somebody that's looked at as a hero by certain people, and you're going to be looked at as the, the huge, ugly enemy by others. Yes, by many. It's going to, by many. It's going to be a polarization of that. The yes. issue is, yes. once this time on the earth passes, and we stand before Christ... At the, at the judgment, right, the judgment seat of Christ, not the great white throne judgment, two judgment seats. When we stand, we're standing in front of him for what we did. We will be rewarded or we won't have rewards for things that we did right here on the earth. The issue is we're, we're going to have a few years where we're either the, the ugly enemy of the world and the hero of people looking for something real and the hero of godliness in this earth, and then we're going to stand in front of God and we're going to be rewarded for that for eternity. Now, the issue is what we face on this earth is going to be nothing compared to what we face standing yeah, in good. front of Jesus. That's right. Because that, number one, we're going to be standing in front of God himself. Yeah. Two, the rewards and awards that he hands out, they're eternal. Yeah. 
This is eternal things. And so we're going to, and the issue is we've got to see with eyes of faith now, this is going to be worth it, but not just for the award part, but it's worth it because I have a Savior that loves me. That's what I have a Savior. Do. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, Lord, because I love you. Even if there was no reward, I believe there will be. You say it. I'm going to put faith on it. I, I believe that there will be. But even if there wasn't, and even if I just took tons and tons of, of just, you know, torturous abuse on this earth, for your sake, it would be worth it for you and because of what you've yeah. done for me. And so when we make that our core, and I'm doing these things for you, Lord, because I love you. You have saved me. You have delivered me. You have done such great things. You took your life and gave it for me so that I could have a life again. And just for that reason alone, your love poured out on me. I want to love you. I want to I, I give you back that love that you first gave me. And when we do that, we step into a place where the Spirit of God and the anointing of God can just possess us. You know, yes. in, in a Holy Ghost possession yeah. and anoint us to bring the good things of heaven to the earth, to bring the culture of heaven into a culture of ungodliness where all the problems and all the lack is, and we'll be able to solve issues that people could not solve. Yeah, Get healing on things that where there was no healing. Get to that place where the reality of God's love is manifested, and the Bible says those are the people you are to follow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. Hebrews. Yeah. Good, I like it. Yeah. And then, so if we, don't get, if we don't get to that place, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, what's the point if we're not going after that? So the point is not to say, well, I'm not really doing it. I haven't been doing it. I'm going to be in condemnation and just watch the world. That's not the point. The point is let's wake ourselves up like the prodigal son and go home to our real identity. Yeah, yeah. We I have a true identity. For the past couple of years, uh, piggybacking on what you said, what has happened with this COVID and all the things is the, it's almost like a wrecking ball through the modern church or the Western church. Yeah, just came yeah. through and just blasted what we've accepted as normal because there is pressure to be socially accepted and I'm, you know, tucked in. I've got excellent credit. I'm sitting on the pew. Me and my family here were well-dressed and I go to church, and that is a category of my week, and then that's it. Yeah. That's not Christianity. No. That's not Christianity not even at close. all. Come with no shoes on. Who cares? Yeah. Get your soul in there in the presence of the Lord in front and around other people that are anointed, God's people, the Holy Spirit that yeah. raised Jesus from the dead, that lives in me, that lives in you, that lives in other people. Get around those people. Let them just be with you. Yeah. Let the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, start purging things out and watch what happens. You'll begin to see the giftings come out and the power. But you've got to, we've wanted to, not we, but we as a church as a whole, forgive me, have almost wanted to blend in with the culture and yeah. be accepted. Like, I'm going to go to church, but I also want to be accepted as a CEO of a bank and not bring Jesus or have a prayer meeting yeah. or some of those things. It's like, those times are over. Yeah. You're either on yeah. fire for Christ you're and, right. and living it out, being radical for Jesus. I don't care if you're the owner of a Toyota dealership or, you, you know, a McDonald's drive through You're on fire for Jesus or you're not. And yeah. it's, it's so polarizing nowadays, and that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And if you're trying to follow Christ and be socially accepted, that's not, when you sign that dotted line, when you sign your name and say, I'll follow Christ, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, 
Lord is part of that, yeah. and he's ruling in your life. And at that point, you sign your life over. Yeah. You realize your life was worthless. Yeah. It was trash. Without him, it was it Without was him, up. you gave yeah. your life over to Jesus Christ to rule and to reign over my life, to rule and to reign over your life. Now, you're either radical or you're not radical. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Where does the, that rule, let me, let me interrupt you. Where, all right, where does that rule go into place in our everyday life? And for me, in my understanding, and I believe biblical understanding, it is a complete wave over every part of your life. It's not isolated or down channels or now we're praying, this is what we're going to do. No, this is like every part of your life. When you wake up in the morning, when you're having breakfast, when you're going. The big thing for me, for you, is when we're making plans, like, okay, five years from now, okay, what does the Lord say? Yeah. What does the where does the Lord want me and my family to be? What is the Lord inspiring me and my family? Dear Lord Jesus, don't let your wife get on fire for the Lord. Because then the <laughs> two of you are there together. The Holy Spirit in her, the Holy Spirit in you. You two are going in a direction full speed, a hundred miles an hour. And man, it is crazy. It is all the best thing that's ever happened is my wife found the Holy Spirit, man. That is like hands down the best thing. I'm like Okay, <laughs> she Things starts getting change. word, she starts getting power, she starts getting anointing. She's like, I never knew any of this was there. I never knew, like, yeah. what is this? And, and our lives just full speed ahead. I mean, things yeah. are changing, but it's all-encompassing. It's not yeah. a Sunday, it's not a Monday, it's not a Thursday. It's it, your entire life is swallowed up by Jesus. I was talking to this um, about 78-year-old uh, uh, female the other day, and she's a foreigner. Uh, she's here, and she was talking about. I was like, "What do you What do you do for fun?" It was a patient interview. I was talking to her, and she's like, "Well, I go to my church, and we serve, and I work, and this every her whole life was wrapped around a church." And I'm trying to do a little patient interview over there with her, like, "Okay, what next?" You know, and she's telling me like how her life is wrapped up in the church. But she's also coming from a place where they get persecuted. Yeah. She's also coming yeah. from a place where they rely on the Lord and they yes. haven't insuranced God out of their life. They haven't made their life That's in such a way. They haven't insuranced God out of their life. Right, yeah. That's good. They haven't been brought up in such a way where God is just this thing that is okay if we talk about now. Don't raise your hand. You know, no, man. When you sign up for Jesus, you're already the world already looks at you like a freak. Yeah, go ahead and embrace it. It, (laughs) Take that thing in, hug it. Yeah, be a Jesus freak, man. Who cares what they say? They're going to blast you. They're going to. And Jesus says, "Hey, hold up, time out." Uh, What does he say when he says, "If they speak well of you, beware." Yeah. Yeah, they hated him. They hated Jesus, Jesus, yeah. the Son of Man. I was talking to. He this. did everything right. So it, it, we we have this idea of like if I'll just do it this way, that I'll still be accepted no, and be cool, and I could you. still be no. But the issue is, if you're doing that, you're compromising. And Jesus did actually everything right, and they still hated him. So and then he said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Yeah, you pers- are yeah. little Christ, the Holy yeah. Spirit in you. Yeah. He went away. The Holy Spirit came. Well, oh, I got, I got, I got you. Let's see here. Time check. All right. So, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a clock right there. I'm new to this whole thing. So, here's what I, I found. Okay. Now I know you guys don't experience this because you guys are all powerful boomerang and knocking people over and getting slain to the spirit and stuff. But all right. So we have this concept, right? Where, in, uh, where Jesus hovered over the waters. Oh, the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. The Lord, you know, spoke into existence. He made a man. He breathed 
air ruach into his lungs so he became a living being he took a rib and made woman and they're awesome be fruitful multiply go on the earth he started sending prophets in to speak of his second you know the the son coming the son came virgin birth impregnated by the holy spirit delivered all the prophecies coming coming true he had to go away to bethlehem he came then he lived a sinless life P.S. He did more miracles than they could count in any books during that time. Yeah. He died on a cross, died, physically died, was in a tomb three days. Science says you are dead dead, for real dead after three <laughs> days, not just almost dead. You are three days dead. Yeah. He rose again. He walked on the earth for 30 days. The question they just asked him a minute ago, who doubted, who looked in the hands? Thomas said, I don't believe until I see in the hands. They looked in his hands. He said, I have to go away so the Holy Spirit comes back, and we don't want to be spiritual? Give me a break. <laughs> the whole, choose a different religion. Yeah. Christianity is nothing but spirituality. You better get around people that know what's yeah. up. You better get around somebody that knows what the Holy Spirit is and lets yes. them in their life yeah. because we're entering into times that we haven't been before. Yeah. They say yeah. in medicine right now, we don't know. We haven't been here before. Nobody knows. And the same thing, we're entering into times where yeah. persecution's coming. Things are the right is wrong, the wrong is right, and multiply that across you know all of society yeah. right now, all yeah. of culture. We're entering into a time. You better get around some people that know what the Holy Spirit is yes. and people that know yes. what Jesus is, because you better be equipped for that time. Well, that's First uh, Corinthians twelve one it says now concerning spiritual gifts, and it says I would not have you ignorant. I, I don't want you to be unaware. But the word gifts there, we've talked about this before. The word gifts is in italics because that word was added by the translators. So a really um, literal rendering of 1 Corinthians 12, 1 is, now concerning spirituals, mm. I would not have you ignorant. Yeah. Don't be ignorant in spiritual things. Right. Don't right. be ignorant in spirituals, right? Yes, good. And that's exactly what you're saying is, so if that's the case, if that's the will of God, because that was God saying that, we need to deep dive into spiritual things of God. Yes, go for deep it. Deep dive. I mean, jump all in. You know, <laughs> Keith Moore. Be a weirdo. I'm in the deep end, doing the backstroke, you know. <laughs> like, enjoy it. Embrace the spiritual things of God. And, and they are going to be peculiar, and the Bible says, foolish to the world. Yeah. Foolish. Foolish. Yeah. But there's so much world that's been in the church that it looks foolish to church members Ooh, too. Ouch. So, but you've got to be okay with that. Yeah. The things Jesus did looked foolish un until yeah. he changed the world. Until he turned water into wine. Yeah. Until dead people started walking around. Yeah. Until it healing started. Foolish. Let yeah. someone get healed. Everybody gets saved. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. So and so gets healed. Everybody knew they had that sickness. Wait a minute. You were, we what all happened? know you were sick. Yeah. Now every, everybody gets this saved. This is the man at the gate for 40 years. All of his life, he'd been sitting at the gate begging. Right. Like, <laughs> <there's> a, <laughs> and that guy messes with religious people. He's like, oh, and they, they keep questioning him, like, who healed you? He's like, he said, what do you keep asking me for? Oh, you want to get healed too? You want to get, you want to, <laughs> yeah. you want to get, you want to meet Jesus yeah. too? <laughs> That's basically. You, you're asking me, like, you want to get saved yeah. too? <laughs> I love that moment. I love Christianity yeah. is cool, man. I, there, I was uh, recently. I, there was something that that happened as uh, a spiritual experience, and I don't want you don't want to hang out there, but there yeah. is some enjoyment. I talked to one of my pastors about it. And I was like, "This has never happened to me before." All of a sudden, X, Y, Z. He's like, "Look, 
when the disciples came back or the 70 came back, they were like, demons were subject to our name. People were getting healed. And he said, all right, that's cool. But rejoice yeah. that your name is written. In. It's a fun. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you, yeah. when you see something like that, you're like, that was cool. I got to participate in my little bit of yeah. subjecting my flesh. I get the, uh, an eternal reward. Yeah. I get a yeah. piece of eternity because I was willing to not be cool in front of a bunch of dorks. What, <laughs> what an honor and an what an honor and an opportunity to play a role in the family and the kingdom of God. Right. Do you know what an honor it is for us to be a part of what he's doing? Yeah. What he's doing. You know, right now, you showed me a picture of uh, Elon Musk the other day. Yeah. Like Elon Musk. Like Elon Musk is doing some of the coolest stuff on the earth yeah. right now. Yeah. Doing some of the, the coolest stuff on the earth. And, and some people would be like, I mean, if they got a job, with Elon Musk, they'd be telling everybody, right. I get to do this. Like, we're not talking about Elon Musk here. I mean, right. I like him. I, I like yeah. what he's doing and everything. I do too. But we're we're talking about the, the creator, creator yeah. of the universe. Right. Not the dude who's ruling on earth, the one who created that earth. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And we get to work with him yeah. and we get to be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. And, and we get to touch these things and handle these things like it says in 1 John chapter 1, the things we saw and manifested and we touched and we heard, like we were there in the mix of all of these things happening. We were there and we're telling you this so that you can be a part of it too. Like you can handle these things. You can touch these things. You can have these things manifest in your hands. That's what the whole Bible is about. It's not. Yeah, that the, is the Bible. Yeah, that that's is the, the Bible. The gospel so, is yeah. taking someone from without, giving someone something, and then yeah. watching them work. And yeah. you get to be a part of that somewhere, and then you have eternal reward. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> it's like a, it's an awesome, awesome thing. And and God let us be a part of when. And He did not have to let us do that. And He could He could easily said, "Nah, they're rebellious." <laughs> And the earth blows up, you know, like that. <laughs> or he could have been segregated. Like he yeah. could say, I like these people. I don't like these people. But no, yeah. he's not like the no. Lord put on my uh, heart a little That's bit ago. So he good. said, every soul counts. Every yes. soul counts. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, what, where, when, why, smell, gender, whatever. It doesn't matter. Every soul counts. Yes, that's right. And the love of God breaks through. It goes through all the shells, all the barriers, yeah. all the calluses. All the, the, the little posters that we wear to make people think we're a certain way, he penetrates all of that. That's why you get around people anointed, because they can exhibit that. They can go yeah. right to the problem, yes. right to the, I'm thinking, I'm getting that you had an experience, X, Y, Z, and that person just like, <laughs> they break down <laughs> because all this poster that they have out here to yeah. tell the world I'm cool and this is I have my act together and this is how I am and you get around someone anointed and they reach down in there and touch the core of that and then they break down their little card house folds down because you get around the spirit of God yeah. and those things can't stand before the spirit of God and That's you're right. a carrier of the spirit of God I am a carrier of the yeah. spirit of God other believers are a yeah. carrier of the spirit of God and it, it's open you yes. have to there's provision in the storehouse. There's provision in the storehouse. You go to church. You spend time in the Word. I don't have my Bible here uh, today. I guess I'm a heathen, but you do. Uh, you, you get in the Word. You do those things. There's provision in the storehouse, and God starts opening up. But you go, oh. 
<laughs> Time check here. I got a meeting in one o'clock. So you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. You've got to be willing to look like a dodo bird. You've got yeah. to be willing. When God gives you a word, sometimes when you first start getting them, it's like thunder and lightning and, and heaven coming down. And it's big. And he's like, hello, this is a word. And your heart's beating out of your chest. You're like, man, if I don't get this thing out, I don't know what to do with myself. But then later you do that. Sometimes you get, well, that time, of course, you're going to be right. The next time you do it, whether you're right or the person to receive it was scared of what you said yeah, and they reject yeah. it, you're still practicing it. But yeah. then, like we were saying on the way over here, eventually you get to a point where there's like, like you, there's a touch. There's a light touch. You're like, oh, I need to say this. Yeah. And the person that's walking with the Spirit of the Lord, they need to get that out. Yeah. They need to get that out. It's like training a horse. If, when, you put, when you're first training a horse, you... Well, you have to use a soft bit first, delicate. But then you have to use these hard things to correct the horse. But eventually, just, just a, a touch. light touch. You can almost think it. Yeah. And, and the horse like is moving this way, this way, or backwards, can, or whatever. You can squeeze a leg on one side. Yeah, use your knee yeah, to. Yeah. And conceptually, when the Holy Spirit, I know my Father's voice. When yeah. the Lord starts speaking to you, now it's like, ooh, that's for, is that for me? Yeah. That's for, that's for yeah. somebody. I need to deliver this now. But are you going to be right when you do it? No. Look, <laughs> I, I was saying a second ago, Samuel was one of the best prophets, the greatest prophets that yeah. we know about. Everybody loves reading First and Second Samuel. When he was growing up, he was growing up in the priest's home. He was like, was that you? And was that the high priest? Like, was, was are you calling me? Are you calling me? He's the greatest prophet that we can yeah. think of, or one of them. And he was learning God's voice. He was yes. learning what that was. He didn't yeah. just automatically wake up and know it, but he put himself out there and to the point where the priest's like, ah, God's speaking to him. Yeah. But you see, you see the hierarchy there, too, of like God's working. He's like, okay, I understand. The, the, the father figure in the background is like, I understand what's happening. Right. You're growing up in the house of God. God is speaking to you. I know what that looks like. And he said, next time do this. The boy listened, and he turned out to be one of the biggest prophets. What if yes. the boy didn't listen to what he said? What if the boy ran off and just started doing something stupid yeah. or started rejecting him like that priest's son did, people that were comfortable in the church? They died the same day. Yeah. I'm telling you, you've got to yeah. be careful with the people that are comfortable, too comfortable with God, That's too comfortable right. with church. There's multiple times in places yeah. that people grew up in the church. They've yeah. grown too comfortable with the things of the Lord, and they get zapped. Yeah, yeah. His sons were one of them. You can get comfortable Two with the anointing. And you can get comfortable with it. Like, and you can actually, and I've done it. I've done that. It's a dangerous thing. It's scary. You want to stay humble and hungry 100% of the time. And uh, it's, you don't just treat it as common. You know, one of the big things the Bible says common. is you don't mix the holy and the profane. Mm. And profane means common. And so when I take and Good. I'm handling holy things, the anointing, and then it just becomes common to me, and I treat it common, I'm starting to allow a mixture of the common of the world and not esteeming it, not seeing it for what That's it good. is. And you have to be mindful of that, and you have to be very wise with that. You don't treat it. So just to, as we're wrapping up here, one of the things to play out is this, is God can be moving in your life, and he's talking to you, and you see these powerful and these um, these things that are so big and they're so, um, we'll, we'll say it like this, sometimes the anointing doesn't just stand out. It's not, what's the word that I um, talk about the anointing? Um, we want the anointing to be big and bold. But sometimes the anointing is your pastor going, 
I don't know if I'd do that. Mm. And it's not a big show. And it's not spectacular. Yeah, we're, we are always looking for the spectacular, but it's not always spectacular mm -hmm. to be powerful yeah, in that amen. way. But, but when it's the anointing, it will produce spectacular results. And so it might not be spectacular in its presentation yes. because it takes faith and it takes eyes. So what will happen is on Sunday we'll receive the spectacular word, the spectacular thing, but then we get to Monday and Tuesday and the anointing is leading us just to take our thoughts captive, just yes. just good, to good. just to walk out like, Love. no, don't do this. How about, hey, call this person right yes. now. And that still small verse says, voice says, call this person. There's nothing spectacular, but the Holy Ghost was breathing it. Mm. And all of a sudden, something supernatural happens in that interaction. All of a sudden, we break through something we've been struggling with for years because in the small thing, we yielded and didn't make the small thing that God was telling us common. Right. Like this is not just, it. yeah, it's small in action, but it's not common. There's holiness involved here. Yeah, and all of a sudden, we move into those places, and the power of God releases. So we take an honor and a holiness to God. We take that to God in every area, every action. That's why I was asking you earlier is where do we apply this lordship of Christ? Is it just in Sunday morning services or is it in every area of our life? It has to you saturate know, everything. 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 It touches everything. There is no small. Business there is no Buying big. a home, selling yeah, a home. It's all. Yeah, everything. It's letting him. And you see that in Christ because he only spoke what he heard the Father say. But it, not only did he say the right words, if, if you look at that context, it actually says he spoke it the way God wanted him to speak. Yeah, when you look good. at it. So he had details on how to even deliver this. Yeah. It was in the small and the big. And, that, and that's the kind of fellowship that God wants us to have today. So I know I know you need to go and get on a phone call, so yeah. I'm going to wrap it up. They'll put the camera on me, and you can exit stage left. But All right, um, been awesome. Anyway, I'm glad you were here. <laughs> yeah, so me too. Y'all want to see uh, Aaron come back sometime another oh. <laughs> Wright Brothers episode. and uh, We'll do it. So anyway, I just want to pray for everybody right now. And uh, just right now, Father, let the goodness of God and your love permeate every fiber of our being in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, right now, let your anointing permeate every home. Let it come through. Let it bring about the power of God in every person's life right now. Let, let this anointing be not common in an unholy way, but let it be present in every believer's life, let it be present. Father, right now, bring about the manifestation of your power on every person that's listening. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. And I want you just, if you have the ability right now, just lift your hands. Your power and your help comes from heaven. Just lift your hands and receive right now. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we believe that we have received. We're stepping up to a new level. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let this, let this reality of the culture and power of heaven, the culture and power of Jesus Christ, come into every life and let believers rise to a new level today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And just receive it like this. Just say, Lord, I believe and I receive the reality of your love, 
right now. The reality of your power right now. The reality of your anointing in me, strengthening me, empowering me to put down the flesh, to walk out your will, and to see your love manifested in new ways. Lord, we receive it today in Jesus' name. We have it. It's working in us now. No matter how our feelings or our thoughts feel about it, Lord, by faith, we have it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Are you glad you got online today? Listen, somebody needs to hear this. Share the broadcast. Uh, share the link wherever it is. Share it on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, share the broadcast. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. Nobody has to. It's not, it's not a requirement. We sow this broadcast into the world every weekday. If you'd like to be a part with us, uh, with that, God's putting it on your heart to be that. You can give, go to giveww.org, and uh, you can give Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give. Give one time or give, set it up to give on a recurring basis. Whatever it is, our job is to receive that, utilize it for the kingdom of God, and to bless it. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, everything, yeah, I sense that, Lord, thank you. There's a multiplication on every seed today. Lord, bless that. In the name of Jesus, multiply every seed sown. Take their heart of a cheerful giver. Take that heart, and Lord, multiply that seed by their heart. In Jesus' name, take our heart to give, our longing, our, our desire in your love to give. Multiply it by that. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bring about supernatural multiplication. This is our year of multiplied increase. In Jesus' name, amen. I praise God for you and so glad to have you as our family. Glad you're with us today. Uh, if you would like to give, go ahead and do that. Uh, but we just look forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. Lead 22 starts tomorrow, and Monday, Kickstart 22 with Brother Trace Harris. It's going to be awesome. They're going to tell you about it. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Hey, guys. We want to let you know about what he just said, so I'm just going to repeat it with a little bit more information, I guess. Lead 22 is starting tomorrow through Saturday. We have this QR code right here. Hopefully you're watching on your TV, your laptop, and you have your phone. If so, just pull out your camera, scan that, and you can register online really quickly without having to type in a URL or anything like that. Um, so it's going to be awesome. If you are a human being, hello and welcome. You are called to be a leader. You are supposed to be a leader. So this is for you. Don't be like, oh, I'm not a boss or something. I can't go. I can't listen. No, you are called to be a leader. God has great plans for you. You are called to lead somebody, anybody. And then next, we have Kickstart coming up right after that, starting on Monday, February 7th through the 11th, every night at 6.30 p.m. Again, we have our fancy QR code. So you can scan that, and it's just going to be great. Register, please register completely for free. We want to know who's coming. It's going to be with Brother Tracy Harris and Pastor Brian. It's going to be amazing and life-changing, truly. It is a great way to kickstart, that's the name, 
your year off. It's going to be great. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Bye. I said 2022 will be a year. Lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed. Long-standing faith projects are about to get finished suddenly by an unusual heart. He's cold. He's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up! 2022. Do your dreams will come true. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God.